sometimes I talk to grade schools, not during COVID. And I, I yeah. tell the kids, you know, there's really just three things you need to know. One is the person, a place, and a problem. And if you have those three Ps and you put them together, you, you've got a story. And so as simple as that sounds, that I, I kind of still do that. Hey, it's Billy, and I'm glad you're here. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, we will hear from author Melody Carlson about her new book, Looking for Leroy. I'm really excited to dig into this. She's a super amazing uh, person of being an author and all the other things she has going on. She's the award-winning author of over 200 books. I'm on my second, I'm blown away, over 200, with sales of more than 7 million, including many best-selling Christmas novellas, young adult titles, and contemporary romances. She received Romantic Times Career Achievement Award and the inspirational market for her many books, including Finding Alice and her novel All Summer Long, was made into a Hallmark movie that I just watched the other day, by the way. (laughs) Her new novel, Looking for Leroy, weaves an enchanting tale about second chances at love. Road trips often provide a host of fun new adventures paired with a few mishaps. But love? Well, that's not usually part of the mix. Looking for Leroy takes you on a trip to rediscover the carefree days of youth where anything seems possible, even love. Melody and her husband live in Central Oregon. More with Melody in a minute, but first I want to thank you for listening. All of the episodes of the podcast, my social links, email, and book information are on my website, billyjouse.com. You can find all of Melody, well, I'm not going to say all, I'm not listening to all 200, but you can find all the ways to connect with Melody and find her books in the show notes. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Welcome, Melody. Thank you. I am so excited. I'm so intrigued by you. You are amazing and you are super interesting. I cannot wait to get into all of the things. But my first question is going to be, you've published over 200 books. That blows my mind. Tell me a little bit about how you got started writing, what that journey's been like, just all the things about your writing life. Yeah. Well, it's been going for about 30 years and I, um, I felt like I got kind of a late start, but, but I went go I went fast. And when I first started writing, um, I was, my life was packed full. I was actually running a, a daycare center preschool and I had two boys in grade school. And so I had about this much time to write. And so I, but it, the desire just hit me and I just started just pounding them out and I started, you know, writing longhand and then I went to a typewriter and then I went to a computer and, and I just wrote extremely fast because I didn't have very much time. And so in a short amount of time, I had about five novels, including some teen novels and adult novels done. And I was just getting rejected all over the place back then. And finally it sort of caught hold. And so then I kept writing at the same rate and just 
pounded them out. You know, I found that that was the way that I wrote. Like I tried to slow it down. And when I slowed it down, I would lose strings and threads and, and just lose interest and get frustrated and repeat myself, you know, all kinds of things. So yeah. for me going fast is what works well. I love that you point that out. We're not all the same in the way we write. So when someone asks, how do you write a book? Your way may not fit every person, but really digging into who am I as a writer and how do I write and when do I write my best and, you know, all of that. I love that you are a fast writer and that's what works for you. And you figured that out pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was just doing out of necessity, but it turns out. I kind of do everything fast. So it's, it, it, I guess it's not surprising. Yeah. Well, you're preaching to the choir too, because I'm, I'm pretty much like that. I do everything fast and furious. And <laughs> so yeah. I get it. So why would you go to one area? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It, it is the, in the DNA of who you are, if you're a doer and a go-getter and get things done. So tell us a little bit about looking for Leroy, your new novel that you have released. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a road trip novel. It, um, we've got a young, well, a younger teacher. She's not young, but two teachers who end up on this camping road trip. One of them doesn't really want to go, doesn't really want to camp. And they get, they're heading down from Oregon, of course, because that's where I live, to California. And they discover that she's got this old, Brenna has this old romance from back in high school. And he lives down in California wine country and his family owned a vineyard. His name is Leroy. That's all she can remember. And so the people that she's with, then they start, we've got to find Leroy. And it's looking for Leroy. And so it's like a needle in a haystack trying to find somebody named Leroy. There's like 300, you know, vineyards down there. And so they're, they don't know the last name, but it's Italian. And so they're just kind of hunting and, and they end up Finding him and Brenna, our main character, isn't too happy about that because the way that the romance broke off wasn't too great. And so suddenly she finds herself employed at the vineyard. And I won't go into too much more than that, but it it gets very interesting. And and Leroy doesn't know that she's there. And it's just it's just kind of a fun, different sort of story. Wow. It sounds like a lot of fun and very relatable to today's with a lot of people going off and and doing these camping trips and these RVs out, you know, seeing the world, seeing the States, wherever it is, that's really fun. Um, One of the things I want to talk about is that you've had one of your books adapted into a movie all summer long was made into a Hallmark movie. Tell me a little bit about that experience and where you are now with you know, your books being adapted or all of that? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd had quite a few options and almost and almost had a lifetime movie and just various reasons and different things happen. And and just finally, this was the one that hit it. And um, I was working with a producer that worked for Hallmark and it was adapted by someone else. I had done some of my own adaptations and had done one original screenplay and and kind of wanted to get into it, but I thought I want to get into this any way I can get into it. So that it, it was adapted by someone else, but not exactly probably the way I would have done it, but it was okay. And I got to go up and watch them do the filming up in, in Canada on this really cool island. And it there's a boat, there's a character in the movie, this this big old boat, which was lovely. And um 
And I, I learned a lot. And so then um, right now I just, I'm just finishing adapting, looking for Leroy. And I had, I had done another adaptation that is about to go into production, The Happy Camper, which is another, it's not exactly a road trip movie, but it's for people who like old vintage trailers kind of yes. movie. It's really yeah. fun. So yeah. That is good. so fun. What is the difference between writing a screenplay, writing that and writing the book? What, what is the, I guess the differences, but also the similarities that you normally think about? Yeah, it, it, it is different. It, it's kind of like apples and oranges, really, because it's a different, really? it's a different beat. It's a different, you're telling the same story, but in a way that it translates into to film. And so, and, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm learning, even though this is probably, I think my seventh one that I've done, Wow! but I still, uh, the learning curve is steep, <laughs> but, um, but I'm looking at the last script that I did the happy camper and then working with, with Brian bird and then the changes that he made and kind of studying why, why we did that and talk to him about it a little bit and trying to put the same thing into the one I'm working on now, but it's, it's just, a, it's different. Yeah. I think you have to just try to wrap your head around the whole story kind of all at once. And how do you take that and put it into this other very different format? And to be honest is I love movies and I love learning something new, like how to adapt, but I really love writing books even yeah. more. You just have more freedom. Yeah. I think one of the things when you end up, when you read a book and then you see a movie, you're like, oh, it's so different. Why do they do it that way? But that's what you're saying. And it's, it's apples to oranges. It's a different way of writing. It's a visual platform rather than, you know, in words in a book. And um, yeah, that is absolutely amazing. So you just said that writing the words for a book gives you more freedom. What type of um, habits you have or outlines do you do or how do you come up with your ideas? Tell me a little bit about your writing process because each and every author, writer has a different way. We talked about how you wrote fast, but do you have a certain system, I guess is the best word, of how you lay out books when you come up with an idea or do you? how do you start the process? I, uh, I don't outline. I am really seat of the pants kind of writer and I love it that way. And, you know, in the, the busier years, when kind of what we say, the heyday of writing for, you know, Christian publishers. And I was just really, you know, doing a lot. I, I could, you know, contract a book with a sentence, just one sentence. Wow. So, yeah. So I didn't need to outline. Now things have changed a little bit and they want more of an outline, which is really a challenge for me. And I feel like I'm kind of faking when I write an outline because it's like, I don't know if this is really how it's going to go down, but it, it, it's always okay. And they're okay. And it's generally, you know, it's, it's about, it's like when I, sometimes I talk to grade schools, not during COVID, but, and I, I yeah. tell the little kids, you know, there's really just three things you need to know. One is the person a place and a problem. And if you have those three P's and you put them together, you, you've got a story. And so as simple as that sounds that I, I kind of still do that. I don't consciously do it. You know, I'm thinking about right. that character and, and 
where, where do they live and what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. And how do you come up with the problems? Is it just things that you see in normal day life? Something someone says to you, where do you usually get there your so inspiration? Problems and there's so many problems available <laughs> and, and all around my life. I mean, I, I have unlimited problems that surround me with family and friends and things. I don't think I could run out of material. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. Enough. You've got over 200 books. You are not running out of material. That is, that's funny. Out of the 200 books, do you have a favorite? I know I always ask this question to authors that have a lot of books because one day somebody's going to say, yeah, I have a favorite. Normally you don't, but is there a certain time that you were writing that, that, that those books are like your favorite books that you've written or do you have a favorite book? Yeah. I usually have two answers to that. One is what I'm working on right now. <laughs> Good. Cause I'm enthralled with it. And then yeah. the other, I, the, I do like finding Alice and finding Alice kind of just keeps popping up. And that was the one that was almost a lifetime movie. Oh, but, wow. And that's not why it's my favorite. It, it's the first um, book for adults that I ever wrote, first person, present tense. After that book, I did a few others for teens that I did in, in that way, but it was very intense. And it's about schizophrenia, about a young woman who gets schizophrenia. So it's pretty intense, but I try to handle it lightly because the point of the book was sort of to teach what this is really about. And it was, oh gosh, I think almost 20 years ago, I think that I wrote it. That's, I can't believe that, but and so it was even at a time when people weren't really talking about mental illness as much. Yeah. I mean, not, things have really changed a lot. And especially in the Christian community, they were not talking about it at all. And mm -hmm. we had a family member that had that problem. And so it was very close. And like I said, problems are a dime a dozen in my world. And <laughs> I, learn, I, I learn a lot by writing about things. I do a lot of research. And yeah, it's also good yeah. therapy. It is good therapy. You're right. And I think we all have all the problems of the world. If we just look at them in a way of developing them into a story and solving the problem, I think we could all be better for it. Um, what are you, you said you're working on a screenplay right now for looking for Leroy. Do you also in the same time that you're doing that, have you started a new novel? Are you working on more? Uh, I've done I've done a couple edits while I you know I had to take a break to do that but and I'll be starting another book oh, probably not until like April I'm gonna oh, wow. I, we're building this house I'm hoping that we're gonna get fully in it we're partly in it but we're not we're not living here proper and I'm hoping that we can get actually final on our inspection and moved in good and that's gonna that's, take a little bit of time too yeah yeah that's really exciting though that, that'll give you a whole nother few books of problems of moving in and all that you have to do in that too, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And I, I have done a few books that are about, you know, building or remodeling or that because it interests me. And, and I think it's a fun, uh, one of the books I just finished, it's just got retitled. I'm not going to be able to remember. I was calling it Romancing the Home because this woman starts this design store that's called Romancing the Home. And then she ends up doing some pretty crazy remodels and yeah, is, is featured on a TV show. And it's, it was just really fun and lighthearted. In fact, I'll probably adapt that one into a screenplay in my spare time. All my spare time. 
<laughs> I don't know that you have any spare time. You you seem like you have lots and lots going on. Absolutely a lot going on. Um so what I want to do as we start closing this out is ask you one last question that I ask the authors that I interview. And that is, what small beginning did you resist only to let go and allow God to take you where he desired? Well, I'm going to answer that not about writing. I'm going to answer that about meeting my husband. And Good. When, when I first met him, I was, we were both working in Young Life, which is a um, youth ministry. And I was just like not interested in, I'd already had some relationships with guys. And I'm just like, I'm not looking for anybody. And, and, I, and I was really like that with him. And then, so we just developed this really good friendship. And just the friendship just kept growing and growing. And finally, you know, he popped the question and that was, that was 44 years ago. (laughs) You keep talking, you know, 30 years ago, 40, you do not look like you're old enough to be married 44 years. You are very young and energetic looking. And so, yeah, that's amazing. 44 years ago, 44 years ago, uh, next month was when he proposed. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. So in that time period between you getting to know him to the actual proposal, what was that like with you guys? Like, was there a lot of resistance just for you? How did you grow into knowing that that's the man God desired for you? It was just this, this calm assurance because I'd had some relationships that were sort of, you know, uncomfortable. (laughs) And with him, it was always really comfortable and peaceful and calm. And there was other, you know, there were, there was chemistry going on too, but, but we kept it at the friendship place. So we really got to know each other and we worked with the kids and we just, we stayed friends and it, it, and I kind of, part of me was like, well, that's what it's going to be. But then just like this thing, you know, in my ear, like God going, this is the one, this is the one. And me kind of going, no. I mean, for one thing, he was a, he was nine months younger than me. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want to marry somebody nine months younger than me. <laughs> You're robbing the cradle there. You robbed the yeah. cradle. <laughs> and then, you know, now that I know that men age faster than women, I think, well, I, sh- I could have gone for somebody that was nine years younger. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, my husband's nine years older than me. So I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That is funny. Have you written a book? I'm sorry, I keep asking you all these questions. I said we were ending the show, but a couple more questions. Have you ever written a book about that time of your life? No, and it and it's actually I have a lot of people bugging me to do it because it is pretty interesting. Because I had spent a year overseas teaching preschool in Papua New Guinea, which is not everybody. Oh does. wow! Yeah, no. <laughs> I had just come back. This is like that what I'm saying when I do everything fast because I I graduated from high school a year early. I had a college degree at 18, a two-year um, early childhood degree. And then I left and went overseas and traveled, taught for a year in New Guinea, then traveled through Europe and came home. And so, and I was only, by the time I got home, you know, I wasn't even quite 20. <laughs> wow. Wow. So this has been a story. 
Yeah, that's a great story. I love that. You're such a good storyteller too. I, you're just really good. But you know, just talking about doing things fast. Yeah, you didn't just start doing things fast with your writing. This is who you are. Yeah. yeah. This is who you are. Oh my gosh, Molly. This has been an absolute joy. I thank you so much for coming on with us. And and I encourage everyone to go out and look for your books. While we're finishing, where can people find you? What's the easiest place for them to find you? It's it's just melodycarlson.com. And it's an old website that needs a little help, but you'll you'll see looking for Leroy on there and looking for Leroy will be out. March 1st, I think. There you go. And I believe this podcast is coming out right at that time. So excited for the release of your book. All of those links will be in the show notes so you guys can find them there. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time. Mm